WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. I ain't talking about rich, I'm talking about wet, wet, wet. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk, talk money. Ash cash show, ash cash show. Ash cash show, ash cash show. Ash cash show, ash cash show. Now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show, your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. Wonderful winning Friday, my destined and determined. Welcome to the day that you realize that life is a game. Today's daily word is dedicated to being a winner in all sports. Only one side can win. You have offense, defense, winners, losers, and the goal is to try to stop your opponent. You watch past games and try to figure them out, but all you can do is give it your all. With the right focus and determination, anyone can win, but you still have a 50-50 shot. Fortunately, in the game of life, your odds are much better. With focus and determination, you have a 100% chance of winning. Your only opponent is the one you see in the mirror every single day. In this game of life, you only lose when you give up. Today is the day that you begin to understand that winning is everything. Stop letting losers tell you it's okay to lose. Stop letting yourself off the hook. We will no longer surrender to fear. We will never bow down to adversity. The days of the great compromise are dead and gone. Win this game of life. Secure the win like your life Depends on it, because guess what? It does. A life as a loser is the worst kind of living. Live great, live happy, and turn all of your dreams into reality. Nothing can stop you but you. I'll leave you with a couple of quotes in the first one by French Montana, and it says, Winning isn't everything. Huh? Can I, can I do that? It's the only thing. Next quote by Larry Bird, and it says, A winner is someone who recognizes his God-given talent, works his tail off to develop them into skills, and uses these skills to accomplish his goals. And last but not least, by Albert Grain, it says, Winners have simply formed the habit of doing things losers don't like to do. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you one more bonus. And this is by Marcus Tullis C. Cicero. And it says, if you have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated in the race of life. With confidence, you have won even before you have started. And speaking about winning before you have started, I have the four <laughs> foot eleven marketing maven in the building, Mr. Seema Jones. Yes, I love that segue. That was a really, really great one. And oh, you're doing you. so well considering your whole voice situation. Man, fast shout out to, to the kids, <laughs> man. You know, I love the kids. So yes. They kill my voice. Yes. So for today, I actually wanted to talk about pricing for brand new money. So oftentimes we are 
we have this challenge of how much do we charge for our product and service. You know, oftentimes people Google it and you look at what's going on in the marketplace. Um, and then you talk about your experience. There are tons of ways to actually figuring out how much you should charge for your product or service. Um, oftentimes it's based on value. How much value do you add to the marketplace? It's a little tricky when it comes to being an artist um, because that's based on like that intrinsic value. But if you're into tech, if you're a writer, if you are one of the mainstream, um, if you're in one of the mainstream markets, definitely check in the internet. Also, reaching out to people who are already in the industry to figure out how they came up with their pricing. And of course, you have to look at how much it costs for you to produce that product or service. So taking into account how much it costs to run your website, to create you know, the pen, the pencil, the book, whatever it, the case may be. Um, just looking at everything that entails creating that product and service. And then, of course, considering how much you want to make back. Mm. Um, that profit is always really, really great. Another thing to consider is your markup. Because if you want to have a time where you say, hey, 50% off, you still want to make a little bit of profit. So considering all of those avenues, how much you want to sell it for, if you want to price it down, how much it costs to make, and of course, how much value are you adding uh, to the marketplace? Take all of those things in consideration when you are coming up with your prices. No, absolutely. And, that, <laughs> and that's important because a lot of times, um, a lot of times people try to start businesses um, and, they, and they don't necessarily begin to understand what the cost of goods or what it costs for their product or service um, and then they just arbitrarily pick prices um, and sometimes you can price too high or price too low definitely. Um, so pricing is definitely important it's definitely important especially as you get your finances together and getting your business off the ground so I agree a thousand percent especially for entrepreneurs um, who are literally like real like real life entrepreneurs like this is all I have that's definitely um, a challenge that they face especially when you're new you know oftentimes it's like well you may not feel like what you bring is worth this much but you know people will pay Absolutely. you know people will definitely pay for a problem that you're solving uh, so definitely considering everything that goes into it and also your time how much do you want to make per hour so many variables but definitely considering again cost of goods sold and the value that you add no, absolutely absolutely man I'm, I'm so excited about the show we have uh, you know we, we got some powerhouses. We so, do. Yeah, we got we do. About. We got some powerhouses. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, we, you know, and, and that's why specifically my daily word is about winning because, you know, this person has been winning for decades, you know, consistently. And so it's like gotta, alchemy. Yeah, like alchemy. I've been winning so long. It's like alchemy. That's out the hope. All right, so we're gonna take a quick music break, and when we come back, we're gonna come back with the with, with the legend. This is my this is my big sister too. Ash my OG is like big really, sis. really, really excited about. Man, no, it's my OG like big sister. Really so, so I'm excited. You know, we got my big sister in the building. I, I'll give her the, the proper intro to Ash Cash way, the Ash Cash Show way. Uh, but this is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, Ash Cash Show. You're now tuned into the financial motivator himself, Ash Cash, Mr. Mind Right, Money Right. Money Right. We Money are right. back to Ash Cash Show every Friday, 7 p.m. live, WACR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. Or you might be listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Tune in. However you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited about the guests that we have today. 
we have a highly educated marketing and entertainment executive, Jasmine Young. She has been extremely effective in development and management of strategic marketing strategies. Working in the entertainment, publishing, and retail industries, Ms. Young has consistently developed creative approaches to increase revenue and visibility for brands. A communication specialist and avid public speaker, she has demonstrated her gift to to create and execute the selling message to masses. Young is skilled at reaching the people and develop uh, developing opportunities in the most obscure places as cost effective as possible. Young's experience in multi industry proves to be an asset that she utilizes to help grow brands from a creative standpoint. Immediately after receiving her undergraduate degree, Young was immediately hired as a full-time staffer at the then bubbling Def Jam record label. Starting as coordinator, she had risen to the status of senior director of marketing, where she oversaw the day-to-day activities of some names you should know, like uh, you know Jay-Z, DMX, Slick Rick, Memphis Bleak, Case, Onyx, Eric Sherman, Foxy Brown, and EPMD. Young had has also had her hands in Def Jam's joint venture projects, including Outburst, which is from Domino, uh, Rockefeller Records, and Rough Riders. Marketing these multi-platinum acts and labels to the public gave her firsthand knowledge of selling to a diversified market, knowing how to reach anywhere from two to 10 million customers on any given day proves to be a very valuable tool. After a very long and successful tenure working for the label, Young decided it was best to venture forth to new territories. She has served as a marketing consultant for the Accenture Corporation, the parent company that owns Dress Barn and Justice. She was also the VP of Marketing for the North Star Group, which is the publishing home of the Source Magazine. Miss Young is currently the co-owner of the Endeavor Agency, a multifaceted startup that produces events, cultivates brands and images, and serves the client with top-notch treatment. The company focuses on the detail and the longevity in the message. She has also opened the doors to the Mentor Matchup, a consulting and mentoring agency designed to uplift, support students and beyond. She is also currently an adjunct professor at both Monroe College and Metropolitan College. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. Put your hands together for Miss Jazz. Yay! I usually have a uh, have a clap, but I'm trying to do host and oh my gosh. and videographer. Right? Oh, so that's the same time. You but got this, me delicious. Yeah, this is you. This is you. My God. You know, you know, you know what, what happens though? I, I think you know sometimes when people grind so hard. Uh, when, when, when they when they've been in the business so long, when they've been grinding and they and, and they consistently grind, um, they don't realize how much they've done. They don't realize how much of an impact they've had. Um, and so you know, I, you know, I, I'm from the outside, so I'm I'm looking at you and like you're like you're my OG big sis, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like a living legend because you've done so much, like. When, when we talk about like hip hop culture, like you ha- you are part of that culture. So yeah, so Miss Jazz Young, talk to me. I, like I'm I'm so happy that you're here. I'm happy to be here. Super blessed. But, but talk to us. Who is, in your words, who is Jazz Young? Oh my gosh! I think that I am a mom first. 
a child of God, but I just realized that I'm just so excited and happy to be here. And that's why I kind of keep going every day. People always ask me, like, how are you so excited all the time? Like, are you on some type of joy? No! I'm just happy. I'm super blessed. And even no matter what happens, I continue to go forward. So I think that I'm just a happy soul, and I'm excited to be here. And of course, share and give back. I love the fact that you said a happy soul. Oh my God. With everything that you've done, you say you're a happy soul. And I think that has a lot to do with the accomplishments because you go in happy and you just spread that happiness all around. And then those things just come back to you. A lot of people think that you have to have certain material things to get other material things but it really originates in your soul I love the fact that you said you're ha- I think I'm oh gonna my gosh. steal that no I'm, I'm a, a happy, happy soul. soul yes and it's, it was part of the journey though I just I learned you know along the way that you don't have to have those things you just have to be happy within yourself and then the rest will come Definitely. you know I'm so grateful for that and thank you yes Absolutely. so talk to us a little bit about your journey right yes. so starting out um, you know at this little label uh, called Def Jam. So talk to us a little bit about that. Okay. So I always, when I always tell this story, people like don't believe it, but I'm just going to share it anyway. <laughs> I always knew that I wanted to be um, in the music industry from the time I was so super young. So I, I have pictures of my dad with headphones on me mm. listening to music. I rem- remember listening to um, the OJs and Al Jarreau and getting excited about it. Uh, it's my earliest memory. Wow. My mom actually was a guy gospel singer oh, from Harlem. She was up here. Nice. She oh, was from up here in Harlem. Um, Sugar Hill. And she used to, ma- after she sang, she sang and managed um, a gospel group called Angel Echoes. So it was kind of like in my DNA just a little bit, but I didn't even realize to, you know, to what capacity. Um, in elementary school, you know how they have those um, career days? <laughs> they had a career day one particular year. I remember I was in the fifth grade, and everybody was attracted to, you know, the doctor, mm-hmm. the lawyer, the principal, the teacher. They had a band. And the band, um, they sang this song that everyone sampled since then. It was music. Music blows my mind. It blows it. And I was just, like, sitting mesmerized. Wow. Mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. But at that time, there was there was no clear direction for women of color mm. um, in the music business. Or there wasn't any. Um, I didn't have a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that a little bit later. So when I got to high school, I went to Hillcrest High School in South Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my best friends, DJ Johnny Wishbone. Mm-hmm. DJ Johnny Wishbone from South Jamaica Queens was up. Um, but at the end of the day, he was like one of my best friends, and he was the backup DJ for Salt and Pepper at the time. Nice. So he brought me into the studio. I kind of co-managed him, but I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. And I kind of learned the ropes, you know, looking to see. I remember if we ever had a talent show, I was the stage manager. I knew I couldn't <laughs> sing. Right. I knew I couldn't dance. You know, I tried to sing, but you know. So I was the um, stage manager for these talent shows and it kind of gave me that quote unquote business sense my first green room oh my gosh I, it was sponsored by McDonald's wow. and I had the big um, orange you know the orange aid that they give <laughs> sitting in the green room with some free cheeseburgers oh, wow. but of course you know of course I, I what do you call it upgraded mm-hmm. over the years <laughs> and became known for my famous green rooms but I'm so grateful for that journey nice. uh, when I went to Howard um, University you. it was you. like you know fat shout to Howard Howard, right? <laughs> but um, it was Diddy Town. It was Puff mm-hmm. Daddy Town. So everyone wanted to 
be in the music industry. One day, we saw a flyer that said, do you want to be in the music industry? Def Jam Records is looking for some people. And I ended up, um, you know, applying to this guy named Kevin Mitchell. I love you. I adore you. From now until the day I die, gave us an opportunity to work for free <laughs> at forever and ever. Yep. And then I ended up interning, and I interned um, until I graduated. Lior Cohen, Julie Greenwald gave me my first job. I was making, I always say, um, I was making less than 20, like 16000 a year, but I was just yep. so happy mm-hmm. to be in the business. And that's how I got to Def Jam. Wow, nice. Wow. And then, so talk to us, right? So you, you know, you started out making 16000 Yes. Uh, you know, just as a, like, coordinator, just someone just getting their feet wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then eventually you became the senior marketing director. How did that happen? Oh, my gosh. Um, Def Jam was such a small company at that time. So there was RAL, and then there was um, Rush. And I want to say that we were, I interned in Rick Rubin's, like, it was just like, first floor was Violator, second floor was like, you know, Lear Cohen and his gang, and then the top floor was actually Rick Rubin's apartment. Mm -hmm. And I started, you know, of course, there as an intern, I helped them move, and I just, you know, was willing to grind. Mm. And I learned, of course, you know, you learn a lot of lessons along the way, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, the company was so small, and I kind of tripped my way up. Not necessarily tripped, no, it worked my way up, but definitely learned from my mistakes on the way up. And um, Julie Greenwald gave me an opportunity. She became the director. I became her assistant. And as we started to grow as a company, they were like, oh, we're starting a um, marketing department, and you can be one of the first product managers. Mm -hmm. And at that time, Def Jam was in a, I wouldn't say it was in a war, but it was just like survival of the illest, for real. (laughs) And um, we were coming up with all these campaigns, you know, against, we were the real streets, you know, against some of the other, you know, labels at the time. And uh, we we signed people like DMX, and I became his product manager, changed my life. Um, I was able to, you know, not only get to know him and get to be intimate with with the music, but definitely get on the road, do amazing marketing plans, Mm. right? And and marketing is so much fun that all I had to do was put my ideas on paper and and get a budget for it. Oh, my gosh. That's real simple, right? That's real. For me, it was simple and exciting because, you know, I can't count. So it's like I'm not a good mathematician but the creative stuff that thank god that's my blessing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so one of my earliest campaigns everyone says um well what was your you know what's your shiny thing i think that all of them are just amazing because they all have their own different story but one of my first um exciting covers was the fact that we were able to put DMX in a well, not a pool but a tub of blood for flesh mm. of my flesh mm. blood of my blood that's oh, wow. classic that's classic, yeah. wow. that's, that's, classic. Me. that's me that's oh, me that's me but no, no that was 98 and someone <laughs> yeah, reminded yeah. me I've been doing this for a minute so you know as we started to um sign all of these groups and as we started to get more diverse I was just given the opportunity and I was grateful for it and there was times that I spent two three days grinding you know speak a little bit more about that you you made an emphasis on willing to grind because I think everybody knows that grind is a part of it yes but you specified you were willing to grind Share that with us. Share that with the person who ha- may have great, big, you know, large uh-huh. dreams, but they're not willing to grind. It's not saying you can't grind. Uh-huh. You just have to be willing to do that. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I believe that um, you're giving given opportunity for a reason. You have to take advantage of it. Mm. And I feel like I could have, um, you know, decisions. Mm-hmm. I could have been in different situations had I made different decisions in my life. I guess this is God's path and God's journey. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you're given an opportunity, you 
have to maximize it. Mm, so some people think, oh, I'm just going to be here and it's going to come to me. No, I had to work. I had to work a hundred times, maybe more than the next man, just because that was my situation. Mm -hmm. But I was happy to do so. And I wanted, like, when I, and I always tell this story that when I first got into the music industry. I was just so excited to be there. We didn't realize at the time, or mm. I didn't realize at the time, that now Jay-Z was going to become right. Jay-Z. Yes. Like, I looked and I barely got one picture back then, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of, of the situations or the videos and such. But um, we didn't realize that they were going to be legends. We didn't realize. I was just so happy to work mm -hmm. in the music business. Yeah. You know, it was my passion and it still is. So at the end of the day, if you get up and you have an opportunity, my thing is just like, you know, take it to the max. And so they're like, oh my God, you so extra. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, right. it's about excellence. Right. It's about excellence, right. you know? And so now um, I always say that I have worked on over a hundred and something projects mm. um, that I could now, yeah, have the gold and platinum plaques for my kids. You know, they're on the wall. I'm yes. grateful for them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm able to say that, and I didn't realize this for a long time. You said that so nonchalantly, like, yeah, uh, I got the gold and platinum plaques. Yeah. Yeah. No, over, and I just took toll one day, and I was just like, oh, my God, I did some stuff. Right, right. Mm. You right, know? Yeah. But I'm just grateful. I, I do um, want to leave the legacy for my children. You know, in addition, yes, Golden Planet Plaques are fine, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's about that legacy. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, we were in a park with some industry friends a, a little while ago, and someone says to my sons, your mother's a legend. And I'm just yeah. like... And he's like, no, she's mommy. Right. But at wow. the end of the day, you you know, when you have these situations, you you, you are forced to take toll. And I'm grateful for my journey. Absolutely. I am. Mm -hmm. And just as important as sitting back and realizing and just appreciating the journey as you're on the journey. You know, um, I was watching some interview about Beyonce recently. She was like, I had to really sit down and realize I had 16 Grammys, you okay. know, like. 16, you know? Amazing. And the same for you, the fact that you were making, like, you were literally making history. Could you imagine? You know, so yeah. to really sit back, and we talk about this as well, Ash, to enjoy the journey, enjoy it, and savor it, because by the time you realize it, you wake up, and it's like, I don't have a picture. I don't have a video. You know, did we really celebrate this? So that's super, just as important as the grind itself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and, and so, so I, you know, because we, we got, we got to get to the good stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so we, so we got to, you know, I definitely want to talk about the hip hop professor. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But we, I can't, you know, be, being a financial journalist, as I'm gonna call myself now, right? That's being dope. a financial it journalist, <laughs> I have to talk about the good stuff, right? So, in Def Jam. Um, you know, you guys are making money now, a lot of money. Um, and so now, you know, you talked about building this legacy. You begin to, to build this legacy, save some money. Um, and you, uh, you know, you and a whole bunch of industry folks start to um, invest your money, you know, mm -hmm. to try to grow the money. Um, talk to us a little bit about. Um, that because something happened. Yes. Right? So, to, so talk to about talk <laughs> to us about the infamous. What was it called? Premier Premier Investments. Yes. Talk to us about. So you know the, and, Of course. Like, yes. If you so I'm, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Yes, sir. Is that um you know I've always loved the music industry always you, mm -hmm. you know because I grew up on hip hop right so you know I grew up around that time so I remember you know all of DMX I remember you know Clue uh, Mace Jay Z you know like I remember all that stuff. 
Um, and so I've always wanted to be in a music business, and I always knew that I wanted to work in finance, right? And oh. so one of my goals were, was to become a business manager. Uh, flash out to Burt Padell. I'm not going to say flash out to him, but I'm just saying, right? Like, like I always was like, yo, who are the people who deal with money? Um, in the music business, and then when 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 I heard about Burt Bedell, stash more cash than Burt Bedell, I was like, oh, there's somebody in the music business yes. that actually pays the bills and manages the money. I said, that's what I'm gonna do. And then it, around that time, as I'm like really trying to get into it, um, this whole premiere thing happened, and I was like, man, and and it actually changed my trajectory in which mm. I stopped pursuing, wow, doing it because. What wound up happening, and and I don't know if it was in my head or if, if, if what I was hearing in the industry, what wound up happening, it made the industry trust the other uh, uh, demographic, right? So you, you you hear people talk about Jewish lawyers, Jewish this, Jewish that, and I don't know if it's true or not, so you'll, you'll, you'll let me know, but I started now seeing stigmas because the people who look like us or the person that looked like us, you know, sort of... You, you, you tell gotta the story fill it and in. we'll go. Yeah, but you gotta fill it I am in. <laughs> I am very familiar with that situation, uh-huh. and that actually changed the trajectory of what I decided to do. And that's why I was like, you know what? Forget the music business. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna focus on banking. But talk to us about that. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, and thank you for that. I want to say that backstory. So. Um, we started to make a lot of money and was grateful for the, you know for the money that we were making. So here I am, this girl from South Jamaica, Queens, and uh, I wanted to make good decisions. And this goes back to what you were saying, Tashmina, about making great decisions. And I feel like I would be a millionaire now had I not. You understand? So um, there was a girl. Her name is Gabrielle Smith of Pomona, New York. Um, I'll read you her license plate in a second. But... Um, we trusted her. We grew up with her. She was our friend. Oh, wow. She worked in, um, wow. I knew her since I was 19 years old. Wow. She actually worked in A&R for a while um, and then decided to go back. And, you know, us excited about, you know, the growth of our peers. So she allegedly went to one of the major companies, learned, got her Series 7 license, and managed to start this firm. We loved her. We trusted her. Mm. And um, I wasn't the only one. Mm. So actually, I was with another firm in the very beginning. You know, I wanted to make a great design for myself and this is before I even had children and so I knew that I wanted to open some sort of franchise possibly McDonald's preferably McDonald's and um, I knew that I wanted to save you know buy a couple of houses and um, you know buy some buildings and really win so I had a plan Mm -hmm. so she so I felt like the, the other guy was wanted to charge me a lot of money per month at the time. But now I'm just like, that was a bonus. That was a save. Right, right, because right. he would have helped me, you know, not only manage it, but grow it. So a friend of mine saw Gabby in the Hamptons, you know, at some event and was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, we just want to, we, we're working. Everyone's coming over. We want to build this, you know, um, African, remember this black financial empire, and we want to win. All of our people, all of our people. So I went to Gabby's office and had a meeting. I then, you know, she sold me. I told her that I wanted to open a restaurant at the time and um, right away before McDonald's. And she's just like, okay, I can do that. I can help you get your um, your Dun & Bradstreet ratings. I can, you know, we can do everything. Just, you know, we got this. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll do your um, home stuff for free. I'll do this, you know, your home um, billing and, you know, all your bill paying for free. But then we'll work on, you know, the business portion of it. And it sounded good. That was October. By January, I really 
realized that she had taken me for a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. Like a quarter of a, a million. A quarter dollars. of a million dollars. Wow. And I and that's light. I have friends that, you know, got stolen a half of million, yep. a million dollars. And you know, I'm not gonna say any names, but at the end of the day, Google of Pomona, New York. Yes. I mean, I have backstories. I have Premier Financial Premier Group. Premier like Business Premier Business Management. Yes. yes. Okay. And um, the day I found out that she stole my money, uh, she actually went with me to put a deposit on a building. Wow. And this is a true story, I promise you. I, I, I like nice things, right? But I wanted to kind of, you know, maintain and grow. So everyone at the time, this is a true story, we're, we're driving Range Rovers and Cadillac um, Escalades at the time. I had a, a Ford Explorer. Nice. Okay. I liked, you know, I liked a nice bag, but at the end of the day, I, w- I could have bought a, you know, a, a, a half a million, $750,000 house. Mm-hmm. I bought a condo. I wanted to make sure that I was do- doing the right things. Wow. And so I wanted to buy this building. They wanted 500000 for the building. For those of us who are from Bergen County, it, it's the building that's on Teaneck Road and Forest Avenue, five storefronts. Mm. So I go there. I make an offer. I have the contract. When I'm leaving, someone calls me and said, you know that she stole every bit of our money. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm just with her. She had a Range Rover. She had gotten a a seven-carat diamond from her then-fiancé. Google it. And um, she had matching Maltese's, you know, weave down her back, just extra with her big buck teeth. Um, So at the end of the day, you know, someone I trusted. To make a long story short, that the day I put the deposit on the building, I wanted to put like no, not deposit. I put the you know the offer. I wanted to put like fifty thousand down. My credit was almost eight hundred, mm-hmm. right? And it was seven like fifty seven. I remember. Yeah. And um, she, you know, just my life changed. The trajectory wow. Wow. of my entire life wow. changed. To this day, we never got the money back wow. ever. Not a penny of it. And I really thought I was. Um, I didn't cry for a very long time um, until I found out that the building sold for about a million dollars. Is that amazing? An amazing story. So from then, I had I learned that she. The only re- the only reason that I wasn't totally gone was I had another account where I had like maybe like fifty thousand in it mm-hmm. that she you know, and that's how I was able to kind of um, move on, right. yeah. to so to yeah. say. And it just taught me a lot of lessons. And then at the end of the day, I had to learn from ground zero again. Shortly thereafter that, I left you know my post at Def Jam. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of float on my own. I wanted to open a restaurant. Thank God I was able to open the restaurant. Nice. Uh, it was called Fats Chicken and Rib Joint in Teaneck, New Jersey. Thank thank you. A big shout out to everybody from Jules Santana to Def Jam Records to TI to Atlantic Records um, to everyone that always came through and supported us to Ed Lover. I cannot forget and love okay. you. But at the end of the day, I had to learn um, the even because I came up the hard way, but I had to learn up the even harder way. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I had to learn to um, and it's I learned that it's a process. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in the process of rebuilding all mm-hmm. these years later. I'm still in the process of learning lessons all these years later. But if it wasn't, for, I always say that if it was, if she didn't steal the money, um, that I'd probably be on a beach somewhere, right. um, you know, looking at my businesses from my laptop. But right. I feel like this is the journey that God has for me. Right. And I feel like, am I a millionaire yet? No. But I feel like I have the direction, you know, to get there soon. Definitely. So looking back, 
did you see signs? Because that is a big deal. I think especially in our community, whether it's with people who look like us or don't look like us, I think we do have a tendency to kind of be um, suspicious of people when it comes. Mm -hmm. At least I'm a little suspicious every now and then. (laughs) So when you look back, did you see any signs of the things that she may have been doing to kind of lead up to what happened? No, and that's the thing. I went with her in October of a particular year. I can't remember, you know, the exact year. By January is when she had stolen the money. And um, I was... I live and thrive off of excitement and opportunity. So at the end of the day, this is what it was presented. And I was looking forward to that, you know. So there were no signs. The first sign came, I guess, after. What happened was, I I can't even go into it, the whole, you know, FBI situation and a lot of dramatics. But she blamed another situation. But but after, like, all the layers were, um, you know, unfolded, you know, she didn't pay my PSENG bill or my vendor, um, mm. you know, wasn't paid, you know, short money, $2,500. Like, and that's embarrassing for me and my brands, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember the first call I got, you know, I was expecting a check from your business manager, light work, 2500 And um, now 2500 means a lot to me mm-hmm. before it didn't, you know? Okay. Um, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, I, that was when it st- first, you know, started to uncover. Then I realized um, this is a serious problem. It's not like, oh, she just has to locate the money, finds it. I really realized that she stole it, you know? Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a difference. And what happened was we were so, I wouldn't say we, we I w- wasn't gullible at the time. We were so excited to expand. Had she had said, let me take 50000 and invest it, you know, for you, whatever she was going to do, right. um, I would have gone for it. I would have, because mm. we had trusted her. But there were no signs. Wow. There was just one day. I woke up and my life changed. Wow. And I and I'm still on the journey back. Wow. 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 And so now talk to us. So, you know, I mean, one of the things that, you know, we realize is that, you know, definitely um, you know, what's meant for us is meant for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and a lot of times we go through journeys just so that when we do finally get what is what is, is ours, uh, we've learned these lessons, right? So, you know, you are a, a multimillionaire, but God wanted to show you how to become a multimillionaire a different way. Amen. Um, and so and so in, in that journey, right, you know, you, you, you go through this, um, you know, potentially, uh, man, like, like, like I know that, Many people, if they were taken for a quarter of a million dollars, right, uh, left with fifty thousand dollars, you know, some people like it could be very dying, devastating. Going to jail, right? <laughs> yes, and and, and and so you know, and and that could be life shattering. People could give up, but you like you go like like that never even happened. And so, talk to us a little bit about you know that bounce back. You leaving Def Jam and now you know you know starting you know as the hip hop professor talk to us about that transition talk to us about you know what, what you're doing now thank you and it wasn't overnight it was not overnight and and Tashmina you asked earlier about that happy soul like it, it's a work you yeah. know and you have times you have days you have weeks you have months that you don't you know want to do it but at the mm. end of the day it's like this is what you're called to do and and you're happy and blessed about it my i want to say my road and my journey back it wasn't overnight. You know, people think it was overnight. I just need to win. 
Right. And that's it. And right. and because I need to win, not that I, I mean, I, I need to win, I want to win, I will win, I already won. And I was laughing at your intro earlier today because I'm just like, yes, you can't lose or win. What you say? Right. You can't. You can't lose unless you give up. Oh, my gosh. And that's what it was. And I went through transition, you know. And then um, I knew at some point that I wanted to make myself even more valuable. And I didn't want to, this is the funniest and true part, that I didn't want to just be known as this hip-hop marketing girl. Mm. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. So I consulted for people like Dressbarn that has seen a corporation that we have, they have 900 stores, but I kind of was the marketing consultant during the transition. They were like the soccer mom type. Mm. Um, but we got them in Cosmo, mm-hmm. in like Vogue, mm-hmm. in InSile, you know? And 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 just kind of spreading my talents to, to make myself, you know, know that I could do other types of marketing and other types of things. And then um, I was actually able to do nonprofit marketing, retail marketing, just anything across the board. And then I went back and I got my master's to make myself um, more diverse, you know, to kind of compete a little bit in the marketplace. And um, I was the senior VP, vice president of almost everything at the Source magazine a couple of years ago, like three years ago. And a friend of mine, Professor Kareem Herzog, he has ties in this area as well. And he says, you had a master's, like you speak all the time, you mentor all the time. You might, ain't nobody, can't nobody do what you do in this hip-hop game. Like, you're sitting up here in the source, yes, but at the end of the day, um, all your education stuff, you know, you, you're giving back, which is fine, but at the end of the day, go get some money for it. Right, right. So he actually got me the job at Metropolitan College oh, wow. three years ago. He was a professor there, an adjunct there, and um, I'm literally still there. And I just, you know, the journey, that journey came quick and fast. And I think that once God says, this is what you're supposed to be doing, it kind of came Mm -hmm. full circle right away. So if you're in the path, stuff just start coming, you know? So I ended up getting a job. Another dear music industry sister, Taryn Mitchell, actually got me the job at um, Monroe College. And I've been there two years as an adjunct. And oh my gosh. It's just been amazing, an amazing experience. But I guess this is what God has for me, and this is what he wants me to do. So in the span of two years, I'm now full. Okay, I have to slow down. When I say it, I am a full tenure professor. Okay. I'm not an adjunct at Monroe College. There's a difference. Don't ever get it twisted. Uh, Because I worked hard, you know. I am... um, the first ever administrative professor for the School of Business and Accounting at Monroe College in the school's history since 1933. Wow. African American. um, One of the youngest um, professors at the school. And they just launched something recently, the FYE. And I'm blessed for that. Oh, my gosh. I said it so. I'm super blessed. I've Uh I've seen you in action. So I've, you know, I've been at Monroe a couple of times and everyone loves you. But see, but that's just you, though. I'm so grateful. Like, like, I love you. Everybody loves you. you. And and like, people love you. Like, like, it's the happy soul. When I watch you, like, it's just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you just have that that, that awesome spirit. No, and I'm grateful for you for coming to share with our students. My students wanted to come today. Like, can we come? Oh, wow. Can we come? Can we come? <laughs> um, but we, we love 
love you. We appreciate you. We enjoy it for you to come give and share your message. Your affirmations ring throughout the entire school. I told you I give them in my um, my little intro pack every every semester to every oh, student. Nice. We yeah. say it at least once or twice or three times a week, appreciate especially it. if I feel like a vibe in the room. Yep. No. Stand up only if you want to win. <laughs> right. Stand up right. only if you want to be a millionaire. And if you right. don't, it's cool. Just sit down. Wow. But, but Ash Cash wrote these, you right. know? So we're so grateful for your presence. Yeah. Um, but yes, I've had I've been able to do a lot of things in terms of the um, curriculum and the academics at the school, and I'm grateful for it. My dean, shout out to the best dean in the world, Dean Estra. He is um, a great leader, a great support for me. I have a group called the CEO Club, yep. which is like Love the it. biggest and most amazing club on the school. I got it as an adjunct, the only adjunct in history to get a club. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, I'm just so grateful for my journey, and I just want to do good. You know, and I just feel people are like you. They call me, though. They call me Professor Overteach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say I do too much. Yep. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful for the opportunity. They're like, how are you happy every day? Because I could be dead, like right. you said. Yep, yep. I could have let that... Um, 250,000 ruined me. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Or I could just be, you know, somewhere smoking crack somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the true story. Yeah, I've that, seen yeah, it yeah, yeah. in yes. the music industry. Yep. So I'm grateful that God kept me. Yep. And I'm just, I just want to definitely share my happiness, but also my journey. Yep. And I, and then I really have the gift of teaching in real life. And I didn't realize that. So at the end of the day, um, I'm, I'm happy to share that. You and, know? Then, and then, so now, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're Full tenured professor. Oh my teaching. gosh! But then, but then you still, you know, you talk about being a crackhead, but not being a a, a literal crackhead, but having that music crackhead that, uh-huh. is, and then you start the 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 Endeavor Agency. Talk to us about that. So what happens is, um, the Endeavor Agency. I have a partner. Her name is Mandy. Mandy is actually Mandy. Slick Rick's wife. Mm-hmm. I've been doing Slick Rick marketing for close to twenty years wow. now. And you know how um, you meet friends that become family. Yep. Mandy is my family like they're the godparents to my children Rick and Mandy I love them I appreciate them so if I die my kids will go to them Um, but they became my family and Mandy and I started to just you know brainstorm one day and said um, we're just going to have this agency a do everything agency Mm. and what happens is it's called the Endeavor Agency and we work and we support I want to say that maybe our first um, primary concern is Slick Rick Mm-hmm. Period, point blank. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there are other artists that actually, even from the golden era all the way to these new artists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They need support. They need consultation. And at the end of the day, we provide it. So it's whatever a brand or artist needs, we definitely, <clears throat> you know, earn that support for them or give that support to them. A lot of our work comes in touring. Okay. Um, you know, we'll book a show for them. Um, and some of the work just, you know... I. I, I need to pick your brain because I'm here and I don't. I'm at A and I don't know how to get to Z, mm-hmm. or I'm at D and I don't know how to get to P. And we support them through that journey. Nice. And Slick Rick is in Oslo, um, Norway right now. Yep. Um, I love you guys. Have safe travels, and mm-hmm. I'll see you when we get back. So, Slick Rick for Slick Rick, we are um, working on a shoe campaign, you know, nice. or working on a champagne, nice. you know, things like that. So marketing, yes, but branding. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Nice. That sounds and, great. And, and, then, so, and then lastly, mentor matchup. Talk to us about mentor matchup. Okay. So, oh, this is like, 
the thing, yeah. right? So I realized during, you know, these down parts of my life, um, you know, just realizing, like, like, am I really going to be super successful? Like, what do I do? And I needed people to talk to. I needed someone to talk to. And so in doing research, I realized that everyone, like the president of the United States, the president of Apple, mm -hmm. everyone on Wall Street, they have mentors. Mm -hmm. They have accountability of partners. And I thank you for being mine. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Everything from my credit, you know, I, I call on you. But at the end of the day, I realized that had I had a mentor at a particular time or even someone that I was, you know, a weekly call, someone that I could shadow. I never shadowed a professor. Mm -hmm. I just had to get in and win. Mm -hmm. And then because I had to get in and win, I, I you know, was, was able to. But um, there are people that aspire to do anything or everything, and they don't have accountability partners or mentors. So I had this idea, and actually it's growing faster than me, and Ash Cash has been lighting the fire like you're playing yourself. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But, um, you know, million, what are we Tell doing? No, I really believe yes, that. Absolutely. I believe that. So the mentor matchup, just something came in my head, and, um, you know, I quickly, you know, bought all the, of course, the domains and the social media, and now I'm in the process of growing. And what it is, is you want to be um, an engineer, we help you to become an engineer, right? And I think that, and your suggestion actually is, is milling in my head, and this was six months ago. Mm -hmm. You said, you're the hip-hop professor. Focus on your lane. Right. Mm -hmm. Not adults, not old people, because like, everyone needs it. Focus mm -hmm. on what you know and who you know. And um, as the, and I'm grateful for, you know, the icon. And I said that I had ran away from this hip-hop girl, you know, all those years ago. But then, most recently, I embraced it, and I realized that, no, can't nobody do what I do. No, like, no in real life and in general, you know? <laughs> and so I'm so blessed by that. Yes. And so I just, you know, my another my other accountability partner, her name is Kimberly O'Neill. I love you. Um, she has a big nonprofit um, movement, you know, across the across the United States. She said she called me one night and said, um, "Stop hashtagging. The domain is available. Buy it." Mm. Mm. <laughs> and that it's was so, it. so simple right, but so right. profound. No, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then, you know, the, yeah. the domain also, you know, and don't just get the one because people are going to try to bite your style. Get so I had to buy get all of them. Get yes. UK. So now I'm in the process of, you know, I, I guess it's here in um, the realm, you know, the realm is tangible. Right. So now putting together all these pieces. So the mentor matchup we are going to launch, right? Someone is working on our um, website now and it's just about connecting with the college yep, students absolutely. sir and letting them know and, that and, and your Rolodex though too right so so you know if, if, if we if we think about you know the many years of you doing this mm -hmm. um, like you have some high level contacts like your I'm like your Rolodex is, is not like like people will pay you for the people you know, you know <laughs> oh my saying? gosh and grateful. so the people you were even even like you've been able to get people to come out and talk to your students, and so even your students are blessed. They have it. They have unprecedented access, yeah. and so you know, using that and providing that outlet to the mm -hmm, students to mm -hmm. help guide them, I think is definitely you know the way to go. So, awesome. And I think one of the underlying principles that you've touched on throughout our whole conversation is relationships. Oh my gosh. How important are relationships in life and in your profession? And th that was the best question. Like, what? Are the, oh my gosh. So at the end of the day, relationships, and I always say this, relationships are better than money. Mm, I and that was what, mm -hmm. that's how I bounce Absolutely. back. Like, yeah. music, and people in the music industry, they're not going to give you 
you know, money. Mm-hmm. But because I, and I always, I start from the beginning and I always say that I treat um, the doorman like the president. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have no respect of person. And because of that, these people that we grew up together, that grew up under me, you know, are now like at these top level positions of not even music, but entertainment, into media, um, attorneys across the board. And because I was grateful for their friendship, for their connection years ago, I now can call on them. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. Um, a couple of years ago, I'm friends with this guy on Facebook, <laughs> and he kept, you know, hi, hi, Jazz, how you doing? You know, just the regular Facebook, oh my God, your kids are so cute, how are you? And then one day he posts my top five hip-hop moments, or my top five moments in my career, and he's just like, um, shout out to the best boss I ever had, Jazz Young. She gave me my, like, I put him in the studio one night, and I'm just like, what? So come to find out, um, my this is a true story, um, Julian Petty, who is the number one, it, it, like Google it for real, he's like the <laughs> number one entertainment slash media attorney in the country right now. He, um, Netflix is his Netflix is his client. Wow. Um, Vic Mensa, Earl Sweatshirt, the yeah. Biggie estate. You heard a big like the Biggie estate, mm. right? Yeah. So because like he went to Fordham Law School last summer, he invited me. They honored him, but he honored me. Wow. And I'm just like, I can't. You can't pay for that. Right, like right, I'm so right. grateful wow. for his existence right. in my life. Call right. me for my birthday. Like right. I'm so grateful. But if it wasn't for me saying, come on, come through, I gave him his first internship he's rich on top of rich you know so that relationship it was worth more for me Mm -hmm. worth more than money because that's that's the bounce back so people have come Ash Cash has come. Shout out to Shaka Pilgrim from Rock Nation Lenny S from Rock Nation I'm able to you know um Sydney Margetson from Atlantic Records, Jennifer Hirsch from Def Jam, all these people that I grew up with now open my open the doors to my kids. And, mm. you know, makes me moment. No, nobody can do that. Wow. And I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. and it's not a hashtag, it's reality now. Sure. And people like you, Ash Cash, people like um, Sydney Margetson, who's like, you know, your worth, like, is just crazy. But I'm just, I'm grateful and I'm humble. So at the end of the day, you guys push me to be great as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, yo, so this is so this is a, a official record, right? This is the first time ever. So we, we've done this show for three years. Mm-hmm. This is the first time ever that we've had just, like, we had no music breaks. We literally one, didn't have, that like... That we just went straight. So yeah. normally we have two music breaks. Yeah. But... You, you're such a legend. No, there was no way. I'm there was so no way to, to cut you here. off. There was no way to like. Yeah. I wouldn't even feel right. It didn't like, even. We, needed, we didn't even right. have a moment where it's like, uh, let's nah, take a break. Like, this whole, we needed yeah. this whole like man. <laughs> and we could talk uh, for days. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> gotta have me back for a part two because we need a part two. Yes, we I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me, It is truly our pleasure. It is truly our pleasure. If somebody wanted to connect with you, where's the best place for them to reach you? Um, you. You can reach me at jazz, J-A-Z-Z, at the Endeavor Agency. That's T-H-E-E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R, agency.com. Email me. You can hit me on Facebook. I am Jazz Young. Instagram, I am Jazz Young. I'm always on and I'm always available. I really am. Man, man, man. Wow. Uh, hold on, wait. We got we to gotta do the round of applause. Let me, wait, wait, wait. Give me one second. Let, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let me try to do this. Let me try to do this. All right. So, round of applause. For Miss Jazz Young, the legend herself. And thank you. You actually sat on one of my panels. Um, oh, yes. At yes so, I love it. So, I yes, love you it. definitely You're amazing. Like me as well. Like a firecracker. <laughs> I love it. Thank it you, was, thank it was you. my absolute pleasure. It was awesome. 
All right, Mr. Shima Jones. Where where, where can the people find you? You can find me at TashimaJones.com. All of my social media and contact information can be found there. And Ash? And me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, IamAshCash.com. Become my friend on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IamAshCash. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash IamAshCash. And I'm on Instagram, too. Instagram.com slash IamAshCash. Till next week. Same time, same, same place. place. Peace. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show, your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.